This is Aiden Knight, and you are listening to Wrestle Life Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt Sin, and this is Indie Focus. This is where we sit down with someone who is currently working or has previously worked in independent wrestling, and we learn more about them. Hashtag support indie wrestling. And today, we're sitting here with the High Priestess, Gypsy Mac. How are you? I'm doing really good today. How are you? You know what? I'm doing good. It's been a good day. I just had some catfish for dinner. It was amazing. And now I'm getting to chat with you. So my day couldn't get a whole lot better than this. Well, that sounds good. My cat would like that for sure. (laughs) Awesome. That sounds great. (laughs) Well, cool. Well, listen, let's hop right into it. I just want to know a little more about you. Tell me about yourself and some of your interests. Well, um, my name is Gypsy, obviously. Mm -hmm. I am an indie wrestler based out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. This is where I train. Uh, I've been training for about a year and a half now. Um, Some of my interests, I love going to the gym. I love working out. When I'm not doing shows on the weekends, I'll be at the gym for like three to four hours sometimes. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but I just, I don't know, I like to work out different body parts while I'm there for, like, the whole day and That's just focus crazy. on different things. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I definitely can't do that. Like, when I go hour, hour and a half tops, work two body parts, and I'm done. Maybe Yeah, like, on, uh, on my weekends, I'll do an hour of cardio, and then I lift for about two hours and I'll do every body part and I'll do like three to four workouts each one. Wow. That's something else. I, you must be very <laughs> dedicated. Oh yeah. I mean, so this is what I've always wanted to do and yeah. I've never really been athletic growing up. Yeah. So now that I'm the way that I am where I'm an athlete and I can do all of this stuff, I try and push myself as much yeah. as possible. How's your cardio? It's good. Um, well, I'm coming back from a knee injury, so okay. we're getting there slowly. Okay. What Do you mind if I ask what kind of injury? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I tore my ACL and my meniscus. Oh, and gosh, I also that's what I was tore... afraid you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad one. And I, ne- I tore another ligament, too, on the side of my knee that kind of holds it together. So mm. I tore three things. Oh, my gosh. Did, did this happen in the ring? No, so actually I went to a concert. That's like another thing that I really like to do. Uh-huh. And I was in a mosh pit and I was oh, having no. a little bit too much fun. <laughs> yeah. And when I went to go push someone, someone pushed me from the side and I felt like a pop and I couldn't really walk, so I just kind of chilled the rest of the night. Yeah. Yeah, and but I'm very stubborn and I didn't go to the doctor for a couple of days. So finally when I went they were like, "Oh, I think it's just a sprain. You should be fine." Hearing that, I'm very stubborn. Yeah. Went back to wrestling training, did a move and I ripped everything. Oh man, I am so sorry. That's awful. Yeah, it's been a long year mm. of recovery. Well, not that it's a bright side, but if you're going to have a year where you can't wrestle, this is about the best one to do it because there haven't been a lot of shows. Yeah, that's true. I'm really like grateful, I guess, that yeah. it happened during this time. It did suck because I got injured last February. I didn't get seen until June. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. So I didn't even know that my ACL and everything was torn until June. So I was walking around with a torn knee for a while. That is in, that is insane to me. That is absolutely nuts. So tell me this: was it was the concert at least worth it? It was. It was a rave, and I've never been to one before, so okay. it was fun. It was different. That's cool. I've never been to one either. I've I've heard about them. I've watched YouTube videos, but I've never actually been to one. <laughs> yeah, I go to a lot of metal shows and a lot of rock. Yeah. So I'm always in mosh pits and always crowd surfing and stuff, and it's never been an issue. And then these guys, I guess, are just a whole different ball game. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. So tell me some of your favorite bands. Oh, oof, that's such a hard question. I know. My my favorite band, I guess, of all time that I listen to the most would be Dance Gavin Dance. Okay. And then I love Metallica, Slipknot. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Ma- I listened to Metallica on the way home today. That's great. They're a good. They're yeah. a good band. I've listened to them since I was a little kid. Yeah, good stuff. Awesome. Well, let's let's get into some wrestling. So, tell me, like, what what started your interest in wrestling? Did you watch it growing up, or was there something else? Yeah. So I've grown up watching it my entire life. My family's always been into wrestling. Yeah. So my dad would go to live wrestling events when he was a little kid. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so he just kind of passed it on down the line. I always like to tell everyone my first wrestling show was when my mom was pregnant with me. Wow. Yeah, went to Monday Night Nitro in San Antonio. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, before I was even born. So, so you were I like a WCW was... fan and didn't even know it. Yes, I was born <laughs> to do this. <laughs> that's really cool. That's really cool. Do you remember the first show that your parents took you to like that you, that you can recall? I don't remember the first one yeah. that they took me to, but I kind of fell off watching wrestling in middle school. Okay. So I remember my last one for sure. Okay. That's interesting. And that that one was a SmackDown. I think it was like 2008 was like the last time I went to a big wrestling show. Oh, wow. Wow. Have you been into have you been to any since you've, you know, become a fan again? Yeah, I went to one right before I started training. I got back into wrestling maybe 2014, 2015. I started watching it again. And Raw, well, like a house show for Raw was coming through. So it was the Raw roster. Yeah. So I decided to go and it was really fun. I had a great time and that kind of made me want to do it. That's cool. That's really awesome. And so you went to the show you decided, hey, this seems pretty cool. I want to try this. And what was your next step? Did you immediately start looking for schools? Or did you you know, take your time? How did that work? And how did you decide where to train? So I had the interest to train since I was a little kid. But yeah. growing up in New Mexico, you don't think it's like a possibility to do that. You're right. like, oh, I'm going to have to move. And like you have to be at like... Because back in the day, women's wrestling was, they're all models and it wasn't really wrestling. Right. So, you know, growing up and seeing that, I was like, eh, I don't really think I'm going to be able to ever achieve it, but that would be a cool dream. Yeah. And once I went to that show and started watching it again, I was like, okay, these women actually wrestle now. So I had a friend for a while that wrestles on the indie scene. And I asked him, I was like, hey, point me in a direction of where I can train. I really want to do this. He pointed me in a couple of directions. Unfortunately, because I'm a female, no one wanted to train me. That's crazy. You, see, 
and you obviously that sounds like it's wrong, but my assumption has always been you would definitely want to train females and you would want them at your school because my feeling is you have a larger choice in guys and there are fewer women that are interested in wrestling. So it's always interesting to me. Like I, I that blows my mind. It really does. Yeah, and I guess I don't I kind of get it cuz maybe you know they're scared to hurt them or something like I, I get it, but also you know like you said there's hardly women that come up and are like, "Hey, how yeah. do I get into this? How do I want to do this?" So when you have someone, you should take them that has that interest. Yeah. That's crazy. And it doesn't sound like to me you're just a tough girl it sounds to me like you're a tough person because you walked around for four months with a torn <laughs> acl like that is insane so i don't think they have to worry about that it seems like to me you you got that covered yeah and i currently train with all guys so that's definitely nuts. yeah <laughs> so what school did you decide to join so my friend that you know i asked in the, to point me in the direction he ended up making a school and it's called off the ropes here in Albuquerque. And my trainer is Gina Rivera. Okay. And he's great. He's taught me so much and I couldn't thank him enough. And the group of guys that we have is really good. Started the school like a year and a half ago. I was his first student that's still currently there. Wow. That's cool. So you've only been training for a year and a half. Is that what you said? Yes. This summer will be two years, but you know, because of my injury, yeah, I kind of take that out. Yeah. So you're still, you're still really new to this. I am. That's cool. And I looked at some of your stuff on cage match and you've had some uh, matches with some pretty notable names. I actually saw a match that you wrestled Amber Nova. Yeah. That was actually my very first singles wrestling match was with Amber Nova. Really? Yeah. At That's CLW. Crazy. How, how did that go? It went really good. She's a really sweet girl. You know, I told her, I was like, hey, this is my first match. So whatever you want to do, let's do. And so she calls the match. We went over everything and she, you know, was really great and guided me through it. Gave me tips after on what she thinks I should improve on. And it was fun. I would say it was like pretty nerve wracking because, yeah. you know, your first match is up against someone who's been there and done things on a different level. Yeah. That's really cool. And, and so, like, when you are going to the ring for that match or any match, really, like, do you have something like a ritual that you usually do? Yes and no. I usually just listen to music okay. kind of, like, before I go out. Get pumped. So, yeah, I listen to Dance Gum and Dance usually because okay. they calm me down but also, like, pump me up at the same time because it is – I'm nervous. Like, I'm shy. Really? So going out there, yeah, I am. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of nerve-wracking to go out there and perform, especially for the first time. How do you feel if you're a shy person? How do you feel cutting promos? I've gotten a lot better with it. Mm -hmm. I have to thank my trainer because he can cut a promo anytime, anywhere, any place. And he tries to focus that in us. Because right. I know a lot of schools only do like wrestling in the ring and Gino's really big on promos okay that's really cool that's where the money is really yeah I mean if you can talk you don't really have to do much yeah, you can it's just crazy, talk right? yeah. yeah yeah so you told me a little bit about your first match and I know you haven't been wrestling very long but do you have a favorite match 
I do actually. Um, so the weekend that I had a match with Amber Nova, the following night we were in a tag. So it was her and someone named the bearded lady who okay. also wrestles out of this area. And it was me and James Ellsworth as a tag. Oh, so that cool. was, it was different because it was a more of a gimmicky kind of match. Yeah. So I got to work a different angle and I think that's why I really like it. So tell me, how that went like you said it's kind of a gimmicky kind of match was it more like a comedy match or how did that work yeah there was a lot of comedy in it compared to what i normally am used to okay that's cool see i'm a big fan of comedy matches and some people like them and some people definitely don't but yeah. i think it's a lot of fun and, and when it's put in the right place in the right setting it's it's really it's different and i enjoy that it is like I love shows that have different types of matches throughout the card. You don't always have to have just regular singles tag triple threat champion match. Like throw a comedy match in there, throw, you know, like something that's different apart from just those same matches cuz I feel like the crowd needs different levels of a yeah. show. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. So if I'm correct, you also you also work as a manager, is that right? Yes, I do. Okay. So how do you enjoy that? Especially, I know I'm, I'm going back to it, but you said that you're a little bit shy. How do you like working in the crowd? I love it. So, you know, being shy has, it's kind of scary to like break out of that yeah. shell, but wrestling has really helped me. And I love it when I'm out there. I love working that crowd i love making them mad yeah yeah it's a great feeling <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite thing is if the crowd is pissed and calling me names yeah i'm happy on the inside <laughs> so you obviously enjoy working heel oh yeah that's my favorite <laughs> have, have you ever worked as a good guy yeah i have um that's another thing about my school that's really good is he teaches us like you got to do everything because you never know what right. someone wants you to work. Right. So I actually, I like working a uh, baby face too. It's fun. Mm -hmm. I really like to do flashy moves. So that's where I get to do my fun off the ropes, Lucha kind of sure. stuff. Sure. See, that's really cool. And it is, it's so different and people that, you know, are new to wrestling. I don't think they understand the differences between working good and working bad and you know just just the way that the match is is laid out and the moves that you technically shouldn't do as a bad guy because you don't want the crowd to cheer you like it's it's so interesting just the way that it's always laid out it is it's crazy getting into this business and actually learning what it is yeah yeah it's, nuts. it's a lot and you've worked both i'm assuming you enjoy working hill better I do, yeah. It's my, and is that because of the way that you can interact with the crowd? You just like riling them up? That, and I also like to just beat people up, I guess. Like, right. I love to just be aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Like and you, you can control like, the match I like that way. to mosh. Exactly. I like yeah. to mosh and, like, you know, do all these crazy things outside of the ring. So I want to beat people up inside of the ring, too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. And let's talk about role models, and you can tell me, you know, if it's wrestling related, if it's not. Like, tell me who your role models are. Hmm. I guess, like, I don't know if I have, like, a role model. 
Okay. But I do have people that like, you know, inspire me. Sure. So I have like them on either side that are wrestling and not wrestling. Okay. Wrestling would be the undertaker. Okay. So he's great a big choice. influence. Yeah, yeah. Like he can do it all. Oh like, yeah. He's pro- like, he's one of the wrestlers. If you talk to someone that doesn't know anything about wrestling, they know who the undertaker is. Exactly. I mean, he's been around for three decades. Yeah, and he's been so many different characters within The Undertaker alone. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like you, I was looking through some of his history the other day, and of course you have the dead man, that's what everyone knows, but you have Biker Taker, you had like weird cult leader Taker, you had that in-between where from his very first dead man persona into the cult, like it's... There's so many different phases of his career. There are even really two different biker takers if you really get down to the nitty-gritty. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, they did a lot with that character within yeah. like that amount of time. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, it really is. And he's he's someone similar to say like Chris Jericho that constantly reinvented himself. I mean, he became biker taker because the dead man wasn't going to work in the attitude era, right? So yeah. he he did that, and it worked out so well for him. I'm a big fan of his as well. He's a really talented guy. Yeah, he's amazing, and that's one person that has adapted through this industry over the last 30 years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you said you had one that was outside of the wrestling industry? Yes. Um, that person would probably be Kurt Cobain. Okay. I love Nirvana growing up, and Kurt's attitude in this world was to just not care what anyone thinks about you and to just mm-hmm. do what makes you happy. Yeah. And that's how I live my life, inside wrestling and outside of wrestling. That's a really good mantra. Yeah, everything I do, just at the end of the day, if it makes me happy, that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. So let's talk about, I know you've only been actually in the ring for about a year, um, because of your injury, but tell me the most unique place you've ever wrestled or worked at. I guess the most unique place would be Yuma, Arizona. Okay. Because I've never been there, ever. Okay. And it was, the venue was kind of cool. It was at a casino. Oh, so it was that really is cool. Big. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty big venue, and that show... Uh, Sefa, Fatu, and Rikishi were both there. So it was. That's a huge deal. Yeah, it was interesting to be in this little tiny town in like the middle of nowhere, Arizona, and then have Rikishi and Sefa on this show. Right? So that was probably like the most out there (laughs) show and place I've ever been. Yeah, that sounds like a. That sounds like something you you should have a lot of stories from. (laughs) Yeah, like that was a very interesting place. That's awesome. That's really cool. Did you do any gambling while you were there? No, I didn't. I try to. I try to behave. (laughs) I try and behave when I'm working. You know, I try not to deviate. That makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) So, tell me, like, what recommendations do you have for someone that wants to pursue a wrestling career, especially as someone that you know you recently started just a few years ago? My biggest piece of advice is to make this your lifestyle. Okay. For me, this isn't just what I do on the weekends. It's not just a hobby for me. I eat, breathe, sleep this. I, From the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep, whether it's what I'm eating, what it's what I'm watching, 
what I'm thinking. I'm always doing something wrestling related because I know at the end of the day, it's only going to improve my craft. Right. That's really cool. So do you like go back and study old tapes, that kind of thing? Yeah, my favorite thing lately has been to, I started watching Raw 2001 from mm -hmm. the very beginning, and I'm doing it by storyline, watching the pay-per-views, and it's crazy because that's 20 years ago. I know, it's so weird. It's mind-blowing to me because that's like what I remember watching wrestling when I was little, Yeah. and now watching it while I'm older and while I'm a worker. Yeah it's really cool and it gives you kind of like a different sense of, Oh, like I love Chris Benoit. He's right. one of my favorite all time wrestlers. Yeah. And I love watching his stuff because no one's doing it. Yeah. These crazy. days. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I love to watch old stuff. Yeah. I love that style. The Benoit, Eddie, Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, mm -hmm. just that Matt wrestling, William Regal, man, who, who never gets enough credit. Like, it's, Oh yeah. He's amazing too. Yeah. It's just I love that style of wrestling, and uh, you you so rare to see nowadays. Yeah, I agree, and that's what I like my style to be. Is I like to be a hybrid. Yeah. So technical, high flying. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And, and do you have like one that you focus on more so than the other, or do you just you do you like that hybrid? I like the hybrid, but I guess I. Thinking about my moveset, I do focus on the high-flying style a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah. it's fun. Yeah, I, bet, <laughs> I bet it's fun. See, I couldn't imagine, like, jumping off of the top rope and just landing on... Because I know what's under that ring, and it's not soft. I don't care what people tell you. Oh, no. It's, yeah, it, no. It hurts. So I... Mm -mm. It's just... It's not for me, but a lot of people love it. Yeah, like, I guess just the adrenaline running through your body. Yeah. You don't really think about it. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right. like, I don't know. I love doing those high-risk maneuvers. Yeah, I gotcha. So what's, speaking of high-risk maneuvers, what's your finisher? So I was working on it before I got injured, mm -hmm. but my finisher is a corkscrew splash from the top rope. Oh, wow, that's a big deal. Yeah, and I, uh, that's why I was practicing it before I was able to ever execute it at a show. And then I got my injury. So, yeah, I gotcha. So what about your theme song? Do you have something, is it, um, music that, you know, someone made for you or do you, did you pick a like popular rock song? Is it dances with Devin dancing with Devin? I'm probably saying <laughs> that wrong. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. I'm way out. I'm thinking of like, dances with wolves. Wow. Okay. Yes. You're dance, Devin, there. dance. That, that, that is obviously it, right? That's your favorite. No, actually, it's not. So my brother is a music producer, and well, he's making cool. my song. Yeah. It's really nice to have someone like that that's also creative that can help me with yeah. things for this. So he's actually making my song. I was coming out to a song from Suburban Scum. Okay. Uh, it's called Ultimate Annihilation. That was my entrance song for a while, but... Now that my brother's doing it, I'm going to have my own original. Okay. That's really cool. And you can take it with you forever and always. And it's yours. Yes. That's what's nice about it. They can play it anytime, anywhere. It doesn't matter. That's cool. All right. Important question. I've never heard of Dance Gavin Dance before, so give me one song to listen to once we're done recording. Okay. Let me see. 
because off the top, like there's so many going through my head right yeah. now. You're like, oh, what, me... you one? I can't pick one. I need I'm nineteen. Like, just one. I guess I would go with lyrics lie. Okay. That's my like personal favorite song, and it's off of their newest album. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, dance, Gavin, dance, lyrics lie. That's what you have all have to listen to as soon as you're done with this episode. And then tweet me about it. Yes. And go, at Gypsy Mac, this song was amazing. 100%. So yes. what? <laughs> so I want you to tell me, if you could wrestle anyone from any point in wrestling history, who would that person be and why? Oh, anyone from any, oof. Okay, so I am going to say Chris Benoit. Okay. Just because he's my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would learn so much from having a match with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely crazy. He is the kind of guy that could have a good match with, like, a piece of paper, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, I was I was telling my buddy the other day, I was, we were talking about him and Kurt Angle. And I'm like, those kind of guys that have a good match with me. And they're like, ha-ha, no. And I'm like, no, really? These guys could have a good match with literally anything. They're just so talented. And it's just crazy, especially that style. It just works. And it, like, really does, like you said, he could wrestle a piece of paper. And I know I'm probably going to have some people are like, oh, like, it wouldn't make sense for you to wrestle Chris Benoit because, you know, you're a female or whatever, because, you know, how people are still like that. Right. But exactly, he can wrestle anyone. Yeah. And it will look good. You like intergender wrestling, I believe. I love it so much. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. Is there a specific reason that you... You like it? Do you prefer working men to women, or is is there something, some other reason? Personally, I feel like I'm just comfortable with it because I don't train with any females. Yeah. My first time getting in the ring with Amber Nova was my first time ever just wrestling a female in general. Wow. So I think that's how I, I'm just more comfortable wrestling men. Okay. And also. I want to be a badass. Like, if I'm the girl that's known for wrestling guys, yeah. to me, that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Intergender wrestling is really interesting. And um, a lot of things that... Watching indie wrestling has really opened my eyes to a lot of different types of wrestling. And honestly, I just enjoy it all. Like, I was one of those people that said, I don't want to see guys and girls wrestle. But the more I talk to indie wrestlers and the more that I watch the shows, it's so interesting because it it's theater right wrestling is theater and there's there's a lot of ways that you can express wrestling but that's one of the ways that I do it and you can abs- it's a show like it, you can absolutely make it believable that a girl can beat a guy and honestly like you get into MMA and you could you could argue that girls could beat guys in a lot of fights so it's it's really interesting and the more i watch it the more i really enjoy it and it's all about you know women are smarter than men exactly. when we're in there. And yeah. that's what you got to play on yeah. when you're doing intergender matches. Or more athletic or faster. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's really, it's a really interesting dynamic um, when you can, when you map out the match well. It's a really cool thing to watch. It really is. Yeah, I love it. Like, I love the boys that I train with and it, they're great. But I'm hoping to be switching schools Okay. 
um, probably by the end of the summer, and I'm really looking at somewhere in San Antonio. I'm not going to okay. say any names. Okay, that's But fine. there is a lot of female wrestlers there, so I'm excited for okay. that. That's cool. Well, good luck. I hope that works out for you. Thank you. Yeah. Now, before we before we wrap up and let you get out of here, you got any cool stories you'd like to share with us? Um. Let's see. So, probably one of, like, the ones that just stay with me is we were working Cactus League Wrestling in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. And Chris Masters was there. Okay. So, we're, like, all in the hotel rooms. Like, everyone's, like, in their rooms and stuff. And I'm chilling with a couple of the workers. And one of the guys goes and, like, bangs on Chris's door so hard and just, like, runs away. And, like, Chris comes out just so pissed. And he's like, what's happening? Is, like, is everything okay? And, like, they left me there. And I was just like, um, I don't know. I just came out here now and just had to, like, act like I wasn't part of the chaos <laughs> and the mischief that was happening. Um, yeah. So that one just always sticks with me because I'm like, guys, why did you make me look like I was the culprit of right. that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Was was he very angry at you specifically? No, like he was just like confused because <laughs> he was like, why is someone banging on my door? And then I'm the only one out there because everyone ran away. <laughs> and I'm like, it wouldn't be me. Why would I do that? But Chris is actually a really nice guy. Yeah. So he wasn't like super angry. I think it was just funny because I was like, oh, what do I say? <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, cool. Well, tell me like... Once you recover, like, where can we watch you wrestle? So I do have a couple of places reaching out to me that mm -hmm. would be in um, Colorado. Cool. And Arizona a lot. Those are the two that I worked before my injury. Mm -hmm. So, oh, and Texas actually has their eyes on me, too. Okay. That's really awesome. Well, cool. And... Tell us about your social media, because when you get better and you have these matches, I'm sure that you'll post about it so we all know. Yeah, I have a couple of different platforms. So my Instagram is the period gypsy period Mac. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also on Twitter, which I'm still trying to figure out how to use Twitter. Right. I feel old <laughs> on Twitter because <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, but that's just gypsy Mac on Twitter. And I also have a pro wrestling tees store. Let me grab that link because I can never remember that either. That's all right. Um, so it's just wrestling te pro wrestling tees com slash gypsy mac. Easy peasy. Can't forget that one. That's awesome. Yeah, those are all pretty easy to remember. I think. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much for sharing that, and thank you for spending time out of your day and allowing me to interview you. Yeah, of course. I had a great time. I always love chatting about wrestling. And yeah, it's fun, I like right? talking about myself sometimes. It's fun. <laughs> well, I'm very glad. I'm very glad. Well, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Gypsy. Make sure to hashtag support indie wrestling. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at WrestleLifeMatt on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to follow WrestleLifeRadio on Instagram and Facebook at WrestleLifeRadio and on Twitter at WrestleLifePod. You can listen to us everywhere, including where you're listening to us right now. We hope you all have an absolutely wonderful day.